Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. And welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. This is show 30, or show 29. We're right ready to hit 30, Joe. All right. <laughs> well, I wish that were my age. There you go. No lie. No lie. Those were good days. Well, let's talk a little bit about the big news of the last 48 hours is the uh, the unfortunate or the fortunate, however you want to look at it, death of former Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez, who hung himself in jail, uh, I believe, on uh Wednesday morning out east, and how the media has covered it has been one of those uh, oddities because they, everybody's real careful on what they say. Yeah, it's uh, the media coverage. I think is more interesting than what actually happened. Although it's a fascinating one, and there's going to be lots written on it in books and what have you. Um, Aaron Hernandez is, for those who don't know out there, yeah. a former NFL football player, one of the top tight ends in the league. Him and Gronk made probably the best tight end duo maybe in the history of the NFL, right? Could be said, yes, easy. And um, he goes, and then we find out his horrible background, connected with, I believe, gangs. Um, drugs, arrests. Drugs, arrests, beatings, and eventually convicted of some people getting killed. He was acquitted of some other murders, but... He still had these murders, and he was getting ready to face his continue to face his life in prison, which means, in fact, that um, his life outside that is gone. Pretty and much, then yeah. he decides to tie a bed to what the bars, and then hangs himself. Correct? Yeah, yeah I believe so. I was and, only convicted of one murder, to be factually correct: the Odin Lloyd. Right. The other Odin two, Lloyd was yeah, the one. Yeah. Yes. So just and then and then kills himself. And of course, the conversation, as you were talking about being polite, was. Um, How do you say it? Because some people are some people are gleeful of this because they're thinking, okay, this is a murderer. There are those out there who think, okay, great, let's absolutely. I'm glad he's dead. Uh, whatever it happens to be, others are saying, well, I have empathy for all life, and I'm sad for all of those others. And he is uh, he is a dad. He has got a mom and sure. dad. You know, he's got a mother still alive. So there's all those factors came in. And then the, the weird thing about it was it happened kind of like during the live morning show sports cycle right. on Wednesday morning. So as you watched some of the announcers try to figure out how to say it, they were really struggling because there was no preparation. They were in the middle of all their stuff. And some of them were very eloquent. Others were just they didn't know how to say it because they, they were trying to empathize, but they were also trying to be a journalist and they were trying to, you know, digest the story. And so like listening to, and watching Mike Greenberg and Jalen Rose – uh, Jalen Rose was terrible. He couldn't know. He didn't know what to say. Greenberg was kind of flustered because Greenberg likes to have his set rigorous rigorous schedule. Um, actually, Booger McFarland made some sense. He, he kinda, was the best. I thought. I thought yeah. he kind of said, "Hey, you know, this guy he's still a dad. He's still a human being. You know, with you know, obviously he's a convicted murderer." And he he said it best. And, and then some of the other you know, the CNN was struggling at first, and then kind of got their arms wrapped around it. And then, and then now, 24 hours after it's happened, there's still you know all these other things are coming out that he had stuff written on him and you know the, the, the his agent doesn't believe he could have killed himself and so the story just really doesn't end so you find yourself kind of like in the oj simpson you're morbidly kind of watching this from afar uh, because of what's happened over the last five years in aaron hernandez's life because who he is because we see these athletes all the time anybody who's covered a beat i can tell you that there's a public perception of someone and then who that person is that you know and even you don't know is the beat even if you're yeah. spending every day for 162 games or and you know three quarters of the year with baseball or basketball 
you know, you you get to know that person. Although I get to know them a lot better than 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 the fans would. Yeah. Um, and but so we really don't know these people. I mean, it was shocking to everybody. I mean, yeah. the owner of the New England Patriots, he, he considered him like a son. He, he volunteered, and. Yeah. What do you say about those people? And, and you juxtapose it, if I could say that word, right. with the fact that the Patriots were at the White House, you know, getting their uh, kind of honorary championship or whatever you want to call it from uh, President Trump. And then you also take in, into matter that it just all happened in one day. And it was just a, I'm sure the some of the sports stations were, were elated because out of nowhere came this monster story. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, also, what do you do with it? That's the other, yeah. you're right. I mean, it's like, oh, here's this great story. But it seems like in sports you have them, not like this, of course. Yeah. But what a, what a confluence of events where you have a suicide on the same day that he's going to the White House. Yeah. And there were people saying, well, they shouldn't go to the White House. Well, I don't think those are connected. Although, Everything They're connected, connected in a way, is, but I think the Patriots wanted to go because they didn't want to be connected. They've pretty much said, hey, we released Aaron Hernandez five years ago. He's a former player. You know, we understand that there's ties to us, but I think if they would have not went, it tied him more to it tied them more to Aaron Hernandez, and I don't think they wanted that. No, and why should his, you know, yeah. not to be callous, suicide take away from that? situation opportunity whatever yep. but but it's just always amazing i mean that, that's the one lesson i think one lesson you know from journalism is that we don't know these people well, we Dan don't pa- know yeah. these people unless we really spend some time and and they're usually trying to have their best face but i mean of course if you're hanging out with them on a beat for extended periods of time you get to see some of the foibles and you know the cracks yeah. behind there or, or or the niceness that people because people think oh that person's an absolute jerk no, they're actually really nice. So yep. that one's really nice. Well, not all the time. Of course, <laughs> who of us is? Exactly. So we like to categorize people, and but no one would have predicted an yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Now, well, Dan Patrick had something I thought was interesting yesterday. He said that he thought that Aaron, Aaron Hernandez's football life was his fake life. You know, the, the, what we were watching on television when Aaron was playing was his fake life. His real life was kind of being a, a bad guy. It could have been. I mean, because you know, there was more bad guy than football. You know, if you everything you read, you're right. I mean, he was not a nice guy. I mean, he, he, he was signed, he was yeah. vicious. He was cruel. Uh, on the other hand, like anybody else, I mean, every movie, you know, the the, the villain thinks that they're their hero, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so there was some goodness in him. He was a, he was also a father yeah. and a husband, and apparently there was not viciousness there, as well, far as he we had know. Just been acquitted on Friday of the other murders, and you know, you see the last picture you saw of him in the courtroom, he's blowing a kiss to his daughter, and you kind of think, well, you know, it, 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 they got to spend a little time together at the trial, and then. You know what? You know, seventy-two hours, eighty hours later, he's uh, he's passed on uh, due to a suicide. So, it's an unbelievable event uh, that happened in the middle of sports. And it's a crazy time for sports when you think about it. NBA and NHL high our playoffs are you know are in, in full effect. Baseball seasons you know starting to you know ramp up now that you got twenty games in or so. Uh, so you know, and all of a sudden this happens, and then of course the NFL drafts next week. So how does the NFL handle this next week? Uh, will they even touch on it? Or no. one of those passing things that might just say, you know. In passing, they, they, they mention it, but it's not going to be a focus. I think some of the NFL draft will probably be more on Dan Rooney passing away. Oh, the absolutely. Steelers owner who passed away uh, last week, I think not too long after we recorded our show last week. So uh, that was a, a very sad event. And obviously, me being a Steelers fan, I, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't hurt a little bit, you know, when you, when you see a, a legend of the NFL uh, go away. So uh, that's our football wrap-up for the show. What else you got, Joe? Yeah, it was, and, and one thing about that, one of our alums, uh, Matt Neistein, uh, you know, he, he works at the P- Pittsburgh Paper or used to do that and he used to see one of his favorite stories he posted on Facebook after that was that he saw Dan Rooney going into a 7-Eleven 
not far from the stadium, and the guy goes, oh, hello, Mr. Rooney, and he's going, this guy who's an icon, who was the ambassador for Ireland in his later lives, and, 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 and you know, one of the icons in, in, in the NFL, would regularly go in to get his coffee at the 7-Eleven, and was, everybody liked him, and he was just a regular guy, and, and, and as he wondered, is this the end of a generation of people like that? It's close. Because the people with the money now seem to be far different than it wasn't, hey, look at me. It's like, oh, I happen to own the Pittsburgh Steelers as opposed to look at me. Jerry Jones. All I, of, yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, do I have time to tell my uh, my Dan Rooney story from my friend's perspective? Oh, absolutely. It would have been in – my son was two years old. My middle son was two years old. So this would have been about 13 years ago in Tennessee. The Steelers were getting ready to play the Titans in a playoff game, and my buddy Ryan got to go to that game, stayed in the same hotel as Dan Rooney. Oh, okay. The night before the game, Dan Rooney wanted to go swimming. Realized he had left his swimming shorts at home. My buddy overheard his agent saying they wanted to find some swimming shorts. My buddy offered his swimming shorts to Dan Rooney. And pulled them off right there, no, right? right? <laughs> Went to the room and got it in there. Okay. Gave, gave him to Mr. Rooney. less of a story, but yeah, go ahead. Mr. Rooney swam in the shorts and never returned them. <laughs> so my buddy uh, lost his swimming shorts to Dan Rooney. <laughs> it's a classic story of legend, uh, but uh, there you go. That's Probably just didn't have time yeah, or something yeah, he was like busy. that. Right. And you know, so I think it's better that he didn't because it really kind of wraps up the story. It does. It does. NFL draft. You looking forward to next week or not? No, not at all. Okay. Um, but, but I but I also recognize it's a it's a huge media event, so we have to keep up with it. At least you and I do, and I do, and I have I have remote interest, but it's just. Um, I think it's getting lost with all these things because it used to be, yeah. if this were in June or something like that, I think I would be a little bit more interested. But And, of course, they wouldn't do it because it's close to yeah. camp. But like you said, we're in the middle of the NBA. And here in, in Illinois, the Bulls remarkably, nowhere. magically are up 2-0 on the, the Celtics. The what you to think. The Blackhawks are stinking and the Bulls are winning. Yeah, it's it, it's opposite week. Yeah. So you have that. You have the Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, down the 3 the, the, the Blues. So you have all these games going on. You have Major League Baseball going on, and, and some interesting storylines are already emerging from there. And on top of that, you have the NFL draft. And, of course, you throw an Aaron Hernandez in here. Recently, you know, some things about Jose Fernandez with his statue. Do you have it yeah. in mind? There's all these side things. It used to be that sports was just games, 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 and previews. Now it's, oh, yeah, games, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, and then you look at media news, Phil Simms, uh, who was ousted by Tony Romo, and now is going to join the NFL today, which means that Tony Gonzalez, the former chief tight end, is out at NFL. And I thought he was pretty good, but I guess they went with Phil Simms over him. So I liked him. I think for, for me, Gonzalez was a guy I really liked, but I don't know that I got the insights I would have gotten from a Phil Simms. Yeah, Phil Simms has definitely had the experience, and you know he's been around a lot longer. So it, I, I just was shocked that I thought Tony Gonzalez guy that they were kind of building as that young. I did too. The young audience they were going to build with him, but obviously not. Now one of the things you wanted to talk about, and I did not get to watch this documentary. I've actually been busy. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted this. to wait. Yeah, you well, I just maybe just give us a preview, and then I'll try to watch it by next week. Is the one and not done about John Calipari? Yeah, I, going into this, I think I was like many people. I don't know most. I don't know what the truth is on that, but that I viscerally responded that I did not like the one and guns. I did not I thought that was bad for college basketball and I still do. And because of that and all the things that happened in Calipari's like not knowing him as well, I was not a big fan. I didn't hate him or anything, but I, I was not a big fan. 
this really showed a couple of things. That's why I love these documentaries that ESPN does, is because they really show a lot of layers about what's going on. And I got to learn a little bit about John Calipari, of course, growing up in, Pennsylvania, in, in, in uh, Pennsylvania. His grandparents came here, they were coal miners. His mom used to tell him, hey, don't judge yourself by the, where you are, but where you're going to be, yeah. you know, the old time values. And he seems like a guy who really values, uh, I think it was, um, Anthony Davis, when he got recruited, he, he said something along the lines like he, he was number, he was like one of the best in the country. Yeah. And Calipari comes in and goes pretty much, well, I don't even know if you're going to play. Um, <laughs> we sort of like to have you, but if you do, you have to work your tail off, and I'll probably yell at you a whole lot. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then, of course, he went there, and Calipari turned him. And, and another aspect was that um, – Calipari likes to go to the draft days, yeah. and he people were, were, were going after him for that, saying that that was the wrong thing to do. And he goes, listen, these guys are like my sons. Would you not go to your kid's graduation? This is like my kid's graduation. They had one year in college. I got him prepared for the pros. Why he helped should, him get a job. I mean, right, yeah. and, and they love him still, and he loves them. So, you know, I've really turned around in the fact that and, – and if an athlete wants to just go for one year in college, I have – I, I really don't have a problem with that. It's a free country. I've said that forever. I, right. You might not like it, but they have that opportunity to, to go for one year. If they get a chance to make $10 million a year, how I, I understand people that, oh, there's no allegiance to the school. There's no allegiance anymore in sports anyway. You know, Not a whole they, lot. And keep in mind, Babe Ruth got traded. Everybody always talks about the allegiance. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the Yankee or the Red Sox traded him. So I always that always brings back memories to me when I think about stuff like that. So you're right. The allegiances are gone, and people have the right. Right, and, but I do think that it is bad for college basketball you don't remember the starting fives that that play two or three years in a row like the uclas right. of the you know and the and the arkansas when they had the 40 minutes of hell you remember those guys there's not going to be teams like that anymore it's going to be like i couldn't even probably name starters on on the teams this year other than like a wisconsin or maybe yeah. a gonzaga or something like that because i think it was um george raveling the former coach what it was a usa USC Iowa, yeah. uh said that um at first, he said this made a joke of college basketball. But the the counter to that is okay. It is it's about the money though too. Yep. And 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 what they're saying talking about oh they just want to go in and make their money. Well, what about March Madness? They're making tons of money there. <laughs> what about all these signatures and signs all over the place there? Yep. Um, but it seemed like he taught them to be team players though. Yep, the I phrase I heard the player saying, and he said all the time, is everybody's got to eat. Because I forget if he was talking to Towns or if he was talking to somebody else, and they were all getting all the scores and going, listen, everybody has to eat. He goes, I know you're going to get hired, you get drafted in the NBA draft, but why don't you take these guys in your back and let's see if all of you guys can get drafted in the NBA and maybe we can win some ball games. And he seems like he's a really great motivator, and you kept I hearing everybody's got to eat. You, with the, when you think about his past and what he's done, so I agree. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been named the team that's going to go on hard knocks. I know I, I love hard knocks. I think it's fun at the inside of the, and it'll be interesting with Jameis Winston and some of the stuff. Your thoughts on hard knocks? I think it's a pretty good choice because yeah. I think Jameis Winston is an interesting person. He's yeah. a wild card. Yeah. I think that he says sometimes some things that are not the best. Uh, on the other hand, he he's trying to be that guy. He's trying yeah. to be he wants mature. To be, uh, and Manning, yeah. even when he got ripped for talking to those young boys yeah. against the young girls, I don't. He, he it didn't seem like he was trying he to did. demean women. He was trying the to elevate the guys. Was right. He said things are wrong. Right, and yeah. he's a young guy. We have to remember he's 22, 23. Heck. That's that's pretty young. I think that will be interesting. 
I don't, I don't know what other players there though that interest me, but I'm sure we'll find some others that you, will really. You have the running back who got suspended last year for drugs will be coming back, and his name is escaping me right now. Doug, Doug Martin. Doug Martin. Uh, that'll be somewhat interesting. You've got you know a couple guys on defense that have been all pros, but you know I mean it'll be nice and sunny, and, and it'll be good video as they say on mm-hmm, TV. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, other thoughts on uh, your, your your stories? Well, I, I, it's another thing. You know, we talked about uh, Aaron Hernandez, but Isaiah Thomas. You know, all the death of his uh, daughter. How how do you cover that? I mean, sports, again, is no longer just covering games. It's how you address it and interact with it. You know, his daughter, I mean, his sister dies in a uh, car crash the day of. All the way across country, too. So he couldn't even really go home because of the way the playoffs were scheduled. He could have went home, but the, he chose not to. And so, you, I mean, you got a guy in Boston and all the way out in Tacoma, Washington. You talk about a cross country. So hopefully he is home right now for a couple of days before the Celtics and uh, the Bulls play again. But, yeah, that's just a, 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 just a horrible, horrible tragedy. And, you know, it, and, and I'm surprised. I thought he might play – Take the first game off, go home for a while, then come back. But you know, he you know he played two, uh, two games and he was okay the first game. But I think by the second game it had hit him, and you could tell. The first game it had happened so fast that I don't think anything got to him. But the second game he wasn't himself. Yeah, I, I still think that they're going to pull off and at least win a couple of games. I, I, not that I'm a great prognosticator because I, <laughs> I stink at this. There you go. Um, how about locally? We'll talk a little bit about Eastern Illinois University sports. A shocking, I think, development. EIU Athletics hired Matt Ballant, the former Illinois coach, to come and coach EIU women's basketball. Uh, you're talking about a, a, big, a big-time name, a bit, former Big Ten coach, now coaching at EIU. Thoughts? I I know just from what I've covered around here, I would certainly not be the expert on it, but I can tell you that it's probably because of his relationship he has with, with our athletic director, Tom. Tom Michael, yeah. And Tom worked there at the same time they were up there. And probably if you're a University of Illinois coach, Tom thinks that, you know, if you get there at one level, it, it's kind of funny how – you win and and you're a genius. You lose and you don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> and 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 it's absolutely. You talk to any coach, like I tell my students, you talk to any pro coach, they know more than you'll ever learn. Talk to college coaches, most of them know more than you'll ever know. These guys don't forget how to coach basketball Why? or forget how to recruit. Maybe that wasn't the right spot. Even look at, you know, my favorite baseball team is is New York Yankees. Before Joe Torre coached there, he was a 500 manager and. The he, Braves had fired him. The Cardinals had fired him. Right, and he did okay. He certainly, but he was certainly new baseball. There was no doubt he knew baseball. But he found a right fit where he was the father figure of a young team, and it went his, and he had Don Zimmer, and you know if you, I don't know that other coaches would have necessarily won as many games as Joe Torre. He was a perfect fit. Certainly, they had talent. So I wonder if this will be the same thing. I think so. I think he's already got a couple of recruits in. And I think it's a great hire. So there you go. That's all I have. You have anything else, Joe? Um, that was that was pretty much I have. But I do have one question. I you know with, yep. your, with your Braves, they start off really poorly and then they've sort of rebounded a little bit. Are you watching much baseball? I have watched a little baseball now. I've tried to catch up on it, and the Braves were on a few times. Uh, obviously, I don't think we're going to do very well this year. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Uh, but you know now that the, 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 you got 20, 20 games in or so, uh, the, you know you start reading about it. And you, you know John Lackey calls out Marcus Thames last night. So there's some interesting things going on in baseball. The Yankees are playing good. I really like some of their young players. That monster outfielder they have is like six, Aaron six, Judge yeah, is six seventy, about two seventy. Yeah. So yeah, baseball has now got on. He I, you bunts know. them out to left field. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so and my Penguins are playing well in the NHL hockey. So I mean we're we're all good. So I, I, yeah, it's a great time for sports right now. 
baseball, basketball playoffs. Uh, I mean, basketball and NHL playoffs, baseball in full swing, weather getting nice, it's all good. Yeah, I watched a full Sunday night baseball for the first time in a long time because it was the Yankees yeah. and Cardinals. And I became even more impressed uh, with Jessica Mendoza. I, I think she's awesome. She, she knows more. She's not just fitting in. She's, she's setting her own voice in there. She, she gets she, right she, in it, and she'll say stuff that's not going on in the broadcast, or she'll say stuff with the broadcast, and she's fitting in, and I, I think she's awesome. I know she's taking some heat, but I'll tell you what, she's as good as they come, I think. You, you f- look at that group they have there, and then you throw, uh, you have Buster Buster only one of the best baseball beat writers on the field, and you, I mean, what a great combo. That's I think that's one of the best sports groups for any sport out there right now. There you go. All right, we'll be back next week with Show 30, Joe. All right. I'm Celebration. Jeff. I'm Joe. Have had a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.